Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, guys. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football to give our reaction to the latest England squad announcement for the upcoming games in the Nations League uh, between England and Iceland and Denmark, of course. I suppose the big four takeaways uh, for in terms of inclusions in the squad, potential debuts uh, for Dean Henderson, Phil Foden, Calvin Phillips of Leeds United and Mason Greenwood. The major admission, Jack Grealish. Harry Maguire is included in the squad for those games. As I said, England versus Iceland, Saturday, 5th of September. Uh, England versus Denmark, Tuesday, 8th of September. Andrew Pollard, your initial reaction to this squad? Um, I think the, the the four new inclusions, they all jump out as being very worthy. Calvin Phillips, um, some people might not have seen him play because obviously he spent the last couple of seasons in the championship with Leeds, his hometown club, the, the Leeds Perlow, as they call him in that neck of the woods. Um, but he's he's been fantastic whenever I've seen him. And there's been people calling for him to be included in the England squad over the last 12 months. But when you look at the inclusion of Jack Grealish uh, and you look at Gal Southgate came out, pretty much a year ago and said that because Grealish hadn't been playing that season in the Premier League in the top flight, he wasn't going to consider him for, for the England squad. And then here we are a year later where Calvin Phillips has never played a single minute of football in the Premier League. He's in the England squad and Jack Grealish is still not in with a sniff. Yeah, it's surreal this. I mean, I've already looked on my WhatsApp group with uh, the Villa fans that I know and they are fuming. They are asking what he needs to do to get into this squad. Uh, some of them not my opinion, but their opinion, perhaps, that his off-field antics, let's call it, is possibly the reasoning why Gareth Southgate hasn't selected him this time. You won't, don't want, he doesn't want that disturbing influence. Having said that, like you we were talking about this beforehand, and you were saying he was such a talisman for Villa. He was such, you know, one of the major reasons why they stayed in the Premier League this season. If if he's not going to get in the England squad now, he never is. Whilst he's at Villa, it seems. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. You, you look at the player himself in terms of as a footballer on on a pitch for Villa and you think, what more could he possibly do to warrant a, a place in the England squad? Especially an England squad that is missing James Madison this time out, mm. who he's covered an injury. And previously we'd heard that, that maybe it was going to be one or the other that would be in the squad. And now Madison isn't there and Grealish still can't get in the side. Well, in, in the squad. And this was mm. a, it's quite a heavy squad that Southgate's named as well for mm. the two games. So... It's the only thing I could think of is the the it's to do with the off the field pitch, uh, the off, off the field um, incident, should we say, um, where famously a couple of months ago, he, while telling people to stay indoors, was then pictured by a slightly lopsided parked car with, I believe it was a slipper and like a slip on. 
uh, yeah, it was just like two random bits of footwear that <laughs> didn't match up. And this was at some time early in the morning where you're thinking, not doing yourself any favours there, Jack, have you? Um, whether it comes to getting an England squad or maybe this big money move to, to a Manchester United or whoever. Um, so that's the only thing I could think of because as a footballer, as a player, it would be harsh. It would be doing a disservice to say that Villa have been a one-man team that was a one-man job, their survival mm. in the Premier League. I'd be harsh on the squad and on manager Dean Smith. But if Jack Grealish wasn't in that team, they would not have stayed in the Premier League. He did everything he could to warrant a spot in this England team. And and he's been in and around rumoured for the England, England team since he switched his allegiance from the Republic of Ireland, mm. I think, years ago maybe now. It was when Roy Hodgson was still in charge. And there was almost immediately he was going to be included in the England setup, but Hodgson opted not to because the next game was against the Republic of Ireland. So in the years since then, he's not been anywhere near the squad. And it's, it, yeah, you're thinking, is he going to be one of these great talents who just by whatever reason, he doesn't really get to play on the international stage. I'm thinking of Matt Letizia. I mean, that wasn't to do with the off-the-field pitch stuff. That was just because Glenn Hoddle didn't really fancy him. So he got, I think, three caps, all in, which is a great waste of a great talent even if he makes some ridiculous comments these days on in the public eye. Yes. yes but we're not here to talk about that. But yeah, yes. Jack Reed, I, I feel sorry for him, but what more could he do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the stats would seem to support his inclusion in the squad. His name is trending on Twitter, of course, uh, as the major exclusion from this squad, especially with the injuries, like you say, um, including Jordan Henderson, of course, not in this squad either for injuries. Um in terms of the inclusions, before we get to talk about some of the other potential debuts, Harry Maguire is another name that has raised some eyebrows, let's say. Personally, I think you had to include him in this squad. I think if you drop him now, then the, the press have a field day, uh, despite the fact they are doing at the moment because he apparently pulled his best Ronnie Pickering impression in Mykonos, asking, don't you know who I am, before allegedly having more issues, let's just say with the police before I get us into any more troubles. Um, are you surprised at his inclusion or, or like me, do you think it was a necessity? Um, firstly, I was, uh, it gave me a chuckle to see Ronnie Pickering as I think it was the second top trend on my Twitter. Yes. And then you, you read why and it's like, oh, oh, Harry's pulled one of those, has he? Oh dear, that's not clever. Um, that's not big, it's not clever. Do you know where I am? Uh, yeah, I, I think with Harry Maguire, you could look at it either way. I think you're right in the sense that if Gareth Southgate doesn't include him now, then the press are going to jump all over it because that is the British press. Then the other argument, though, which I could also understand is maybe just right now, while th there's a court case still going on, I, I believe it was um, Tuesday, uh, which is the what, <laughs> it's Tuesday today. I'm yeah. losing track of my days and my weeks and my months. Yeah, there's a, a court case started today in Greece for all this. So you can understand as a rational, logical human being as to why they maybe wouldn't include him just because of the, the press that may surround it of him being included while all these allegations are being looked into. But then it's not a logical world. And I think you're right in the fact that if he was left out, the, the press would jump all over it. He'd be, some of you that as kind of almost a, a guilty, uh, well, Southgate would be viewing as guilty. He'd almost mm, be lynching him. Yeah. Like, so I, I can totally understand why he's included, really. Or you could have maybe made an excuse. It's like not like footballers need uh, to worry about excuses before, where you could just say, Southgate could say, well, Manchester United had a long season. Harry Maguire played pretty much every minute of every game. We thought maybe it's best to, to give him a few weeks off. But obviously, I don't think people would have bought that. No, considering the number of other Man United and Man City players, for example, uh, in that squad, uh, one of which is, of course, Dean Henderson. Hopefully, he gets a chance to shine. Because let's be honest, Jordan Pickford hasn't exactly nailed down that number one uh, jersey for England yet. 
Oh God, no, no, yeah. Well, that's a, that's the worrying thing is, I mean, as a Welshman, I find it quite uh, chucklesome to see Jordan Pickford nailed on as that England number one because he shouldn't have nailed it on, uh, be nailed on for number one. But it seems like Southgate, you can commend his loyalty to the player mm. because he's been his number one since he took charge. Um, uh, but I, to me, he's. I'd say there's four, five maybe English keepers who are better than Jordan Pickford. Um, I, I class Ben Foster as better than Jordan Pickford, but he's obviously retired from international football. But Nick Pope and Dean Henderson, the other two goalkeepers in the squad, to me, are both far more appealing options than Jordan Pickford. The, the only thing Jordan Pickford has over them is that he can ping, ping a ball 60, 70 yards. <laughs> uh, that's kind of it. When it comes to his shot stopping and his awareness, and I don't know, some might question his mentality, his mental attitude towards games. It just seems... He reminds me a little bit of Joe Hart towards the end of Joe Hart's time at Man City where there's all the bluster and he talks a good game and he shouts and he's passionate and he's he's singing the anthem loud and proud for England. And when he when it comes to the pressure moments, yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. Joe Hart made a career out of doing that. And Joe Hart was a very good goalkeeper for a long haul, yeah. for a good time. But you could see why City got rid of him because he was starting to... If you're going to have that bravado about you and you're going to have that arrogance... You've got to back it up. Um, towards the end of Joe Hart's time at City, that starts to wane a little bit. And I think Jordan Pickford's at that stage already for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think Everton would do well to look at replacements. And I think if you talk about the, the the national team for England, especially when you've got Nick Pope and, and Dean Henderson, to me, yeah, he's he's third choice at best, I think. Uh, in terms of the other names, we mentioned uh, Calvin Phillips of Leeds United. Uh, really excited to see what he can do. Phil Foden of Manchester City as well, who's uh, come on this season and been given more and more opportunities, it seems, in Manchester City too. Uh, and Mason Greenwood. It's such an exciting midfield uh, and attack for, for England. Whilst, you know, yes, largely inexperienced, um, I can't wait to see what these players can do if given the chance. Yeah, I mean, there's there's the... the... I don't know, I guess the prospect of terrifying defences for years to come for that England team. If you're looking at it just off the top of my head, a front three that's Mason Greenwood, Jaden Sancho, Raheem Sterling. And that's not even including Marcus Rashford. And that's not even including Harry Kane. Um, now, obviously, Kane's a little bit older than, than the other uh, players mentioned there. But it's it's exciting if you're an England fan to, to think of those players in the same unit together with somebody like Phil Foden being behind them um, with his creativity that clearly... I mean, for, for Pep Guardiola to come out and say that he's the best player he's ever trained with. That's high praise. Um, when you look at, obviously, Pep Guardiola came through that Barcelona system as Barcelona B manager before then getting the main job there and then going to Bayern Munich. And it's for, and obviously all the other players he's had at Manchester City. So for Pep to, to kind of, uh, to, to point out Phil Foden as being like the best player he's ever seen in training, that says a lot. And the fact that I think since the, the restart of the Premier League, we've seen Phil Foden I wouldn't say maybe cement a starting place in that Manchester City team, but he plays, well, he played most games for them. Um, and I think before when people have talked about Foden should be in the England squad, he's not necessarily been getting the game time at club level to warrant that for me personally. Um, he kind of play one game and then he wouldn't really feature or wouldn't really start for maybe four games. Whereas since the restart, he's shown, I think, consistently now that he's he's thriving under the, the, mm. the spotlight that he was giving him. And now with David Silva having part in Manchester City this season, well, this summer, if it is still summer, um, as I look out the, the window and it's hammering down with rain <laughs> on this gloomy Tuesday. But with David Silva having departed, there's, uh, to me, they don't need to buy anybody in midfield. Phil Foden is there, mm. giving that responsibility, lets him thrive. And, and he could do very well do the same for England. Makes my brain hurt that looking at this. <laughs> Mason Greenwood was born around the time England beat Germany 5-1. I'm just, just realising 
1st of October 2001. I can't remember exactly the date that was, but obviously I know it's 2001. Um, I'm so old. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk uh, briefly about some of the other uh, names in there. There's been stuff made in the press uh, about Harry Kane and his exposure to the virus. We can't mention, otherwise we'll get demonetized. Uh, very different ways of reporting how Raheem Sterling is interacted with it. For example, he went to Usain Bolt's birthday party where there's an alleged outbreak there. But of course, because it's Raheem Sterling and the British press, they will report those two people very differently. Uh, nice to see Danny Ings getting uh, another cap potentially for England. He's only got one. He got that back in 2015. But it's hard to argue against him getting a spot in the England squad after a sensational season. Oh, he's, he's been one of the stars of the, the Premier League season this this past year. Um, it, it just it's and it's great to see because of him showing so much promise, um, and then obviously getting his big move to Liverpool, and then the injuries really hit. Um, he struggled a little bit initially at Southampton, I think, just to get fitness because it was it was big injuries it was out with, and so to see him flourishing in a team, uh, and uh, and I think to be fair, I think Ralph Hasenhart at uh, Southampton, I think he's. He's basically just built the team around Danny Ings mm-hmm. in a way where it's set up to play to his strengths. And Danny Ings is just running with the ball in terms of like figuratively running with the ball. He's been given that opportunity and he's made the most of it. And and he's not just a, that sort of typical fox-in-the-box poacher. He's getting mm-hmm. goals outside the box. He's, he's scoring headers. He's scoring right foot, left foot, from outside the box, inside the box, dribbling past players. He's he's kind of ticking a whole lot of boxes. And, and I, I don't think it was too much of a surprise to see him rumoured with Manchester United a couple of months ago where... Mm-hmm. Obviously, if that was even six months ago, you're thinking, hmm, but the form he's on, it, it warrants, a, um, you can see, well, you can understand why one of the bigger teams would be looking at him. And Southampton will do well to keep hold of him, I think. And I, I think he, I'd like to think he'd be happy to stay there for at least the foreseeable to repay that that faith they've shown in him. And mm. he's, yeah, he's far more than worthy of, of a, a recall to the England squad. And especially if you're looking at central strikers, yeah, there's Harry Kane, but other than that, Rashford can go in there, Greenwood could go in there. But if you look in a proper out and out number nine with Jamie Vardy retired from international mm. football, I think that Danny Ings is, yeah, I, I think he, he's, he's perfect. And, and well, Callum Wilson as well is another one where he had that, I don't know, he dabbled with the England setup and then reform mm. and injuries with him saw him out of, uh, out of the reckoning. And he's a little bit in the place that Danny Ings was a few years ago where, where Danny Ings got in that England squad, did okay, looked like he, he may be able to give himself a big move off the back of it and then he, he's just yeah like I said injuries in bad form have, have put pay to that and, and then you get someone like Danny Ings now steps back up and I guess it's over to Callum Wilson to see what happens to him over the summer with Bournemouth obviously mm. from the Premier League yeah um Danny Ings only a year older than Harry Kane so still definitely time for him 28 years old um definitely time for him to, to, to nail down the place potentially ahead of the tournament next summer really interesting to see how England tackle this we've got a year to go uh, until Euro 2020 which is now Euro 2021 as you pointed out to me um do you see more squad rotation or more consistency for these two games because these two games you know Iceland we know England's history with them uh, and Denmark are those two games uh, the Nations League is a weird one. I'd say it's a lot more competitive, these sort of games, than they would be if they're friendlies. But do you see these two, two sort of games as the games that England need to win in international tournaments? And so perhaps testing out a, a, a selection of players who couldn't need to come on and make the difference. Could that be the strategy that Southgate goes for? Because he's he's given youth and new players an opportunity, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has. Um, I think he should be commended for that, for, for bringing in some new players, even if Grealish 
was was well didn't quite make the cut and people were calling out for that but there are four fresh faces there now and that's that, that's especially if you, you can expect that those four players are there for a reason i think they they will get some match time over the two games um i'd like to see henderson start both games or i'd like to see henderson and pope start a game each mm. um i feel like i'm totally ragging on jordan pickford but <laughs> I, I kind of am <laughs> but i think that yeah it's i think he can try things out in these games but we've seen it before on the other side of things we're going to tournaments uh, Gareth, well, not necessarily Gareth Southgate, but England have played against the the top opposition. They played against a Brazil or a Germany or Italy or France or Spain uh, to, to try and gauge uh, how things may play out in a tournament setting. And it doesn't always, whatever happens in the friendly or in this case the National League, uh, well, not National League, Nations League. Sorry, <laughs> that's the Wrexham fan of me coming through. Um, it doesn't always translate to if you got these sort of games in a competition. But I think to me, I just, I go with fresh ideas. Uh, the fact that there's no designated specified left back in this squad is mm. an interesting one for me, I think, because it, it, does that mean he's maybe going to try three at the back, but then even then you're going to need somebody, if you're going with three at the back, you're going to have somebody who's somewhat defensively adept on the left side as a wing back, or even as a deep sitting wide left midfielder, I guess. But Calvin Phillips could maybe be the person to, to try because he, he has played left back at times and he's a very cultured footballer um, and Tyrone Mings is a left side of centre half maybe I, I, I don't know I'm just looking at what he could do to try different things but for me there are almost two throwaway games for England I think where if you're going to try things try them in these games really that, yeah. even if it don't go well there's, there's no real significance there no, exactly. I don't think England fans will be upset if we didn't get a win necessarily in these games. If we got to test out these theories that you're suggesting, yeah, who potentially could partner Harry Maguire in, in the defence for England at the tournament, someone like a Joe Gomez or can Tyra Mings or Michael Keane fight their way into that? Like you say, who's going to be the goalkeeper? Uh, how's it going to work with you know, such exciting players, not just Calvin Phillips and Phil Foden, Mount, Rice, Ward Prowse, Harry Winks, who I, I really want to see more from. I uh, really think he, he could do something for England in these sorts of games. And then, like you say, that that strike force, not just Kane, Rashford, Sterling, but Sancho, Ings, Greenwood, Abraham. It's it's such an exciting time. Uh, we're going into these fixtures with more questions than answers. And I'm I'm kind of glad about that. I want to see this being tested out. Just to, just to reiterate, uh, if you've missed that, um, it is four potential debuts for England over the next couple of games against Iceland and Denmark on the 5th and 8th of September, respectively. Uh, potentially Dean Henderson, Phil Foden, Calvin Phillips of Leeds United and Mason Greenwood. No Jack Grealish, but Harry Maguire is included in the squad. Do let us know your thoughts on everything in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts right and about on the go. As everyone else has, continue the conversation on Twitter at What Culture FC. And watch there, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard at... At Culture the Left Peg. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But for now, this has been the England squad announcement reaction. Most importantly, Andrew Pollard, it is still coming home. It's just been delayed somewhat. Oh, no, no. It's 26 years since the song. We're talking 56 years now. It's uh, of her, 56 years of her, Ringland fans. And there's still that glint of optimism every time there's the first beat of Three Lions starts. You can dream. Mm, good luck. Yeah, good luck for that one. I got one more Christmas out of my uh, Gareth Southgate Christmas jumper to wear. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I, I mean, if, if copying Gareth Southgate, I mean, I could copy Ryan Giggs, but I don't think my uh, my other half be too happy with that. <laughs> Let's wrap this up before we get any more allegations. Uh, uh, thank, thank you to Andrew Pollard for this. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.